Good morning. Welcome back to the Broadcast Retirement Network. I'm Jeff Snyder. This is BRN Weekly for Saturday, October 28th, 2023. And our top story today, tech troubles continue. And joining me now to help break it all down, Jane King joins us from the NASDAQ. She's a financial journalist. Jane, always great to see you. Thanks so much for joining us on the program this morning. Well, Jane, it's always great to see you. Thanks so much for joining us on the program this morning. Great to be back, Jeffrey. You know, it's always nice to see your smiling face and you have excellent analysis. And Jane, reading the news this week, some tech troubles uh, brewing. Alphabet stock um, got hit pretty hard. But you're sitting behind you is the NASDAQ, uh, one of the leaders in, you know, tech offering tech stocks. Uh, what's your assessment on, um, on what's happened this week? Well, yeah, Alphabet talked particularly about competition from TikTok, which was pretty interesting. Um, now, Facebook um, also was kind of under some pressure. It's just been a bad week for tech and, in fact, a bad month. Um, looks like we're going to close with a down month across the board, you know, with the NASDAQ under some particular pressure. So um, I think, you know, th these stocks are so owned. Um, they really led things the first half of the year. They call them the, um, oh, what's it like, the seven magnificent? since Magnificent Seven or something. So it's like Amazon and Apple and Facebook, well, Meta and Google and uh, Microsoft. And, um, you know, they did so well and they're owned by hundreds of millions of shares owned by like big funds and things. I don't know if there's much buying left. Um, and I just think some people are taking profits and that's what we've seen. It is October. Typically, as we go through November, December, things improve. So we'll see if that happens this year. Yeah, I, I got to say, I love the original version of the Magnificent Seven. That was a great Western. Yul Brenner was in that. I can't remember all the other stars, but I watched it the other day. The remake pales in comparison. Jane, Amazon, though. Okay, you mentioned the Magnificent Seven of tech stocks. Amazon, though, beating expectations. And I think this is like an area where you mentioned TikTok. They're competing, and now they're offering like selling. They're, you're able to buy clothing and other products through TikTok. So even so, Amazon killing it. Well, and Amazon is starting to add ads. So they're all kind of doing everything <laughs> like lately. Um, yeah, Amazon had 10 billion in profit in the quarter. Um, still not where they were during the pandemic when we were ordering everything. Um, so they're still kind of trying to get the e-commerce you know, thing going, but their ads are, are doing very well. Makes total sense. Walmart is going into this as well. Just you've got the products there. Why not have the ads to direct people right to them? So, um, you know, we're seeing Amazon have some success with that. But I feel like the new CEO um, has not quite lived up to what Jeff Bezos did with Amazon. We'll see if he can get there. Yeah, it's really hard. The founder is always the person who. Oh, yeah. I mean, there are many instances where the founder has really stepped up and, and built the thing from the ground up and, and has an appreciation, knows where all the ins right. and outs are. I think it's hard to kind of step in. So there's always going to be a little bit of a, a lull. Uh, Jane, just uh, taking a, a more macro view, let's just talk about the broader market, the broader economy, uh, your sense for how the market's reacting to what's going on in the Middle East. There's still war going on in, um, in between Ukraine and Russia. So there's trouble there. Um, and there's, you know, lots of discontent around the world. How does that all factor into what the market's uh, doing? Well, the markets are holding it pretty well, considering everything that's going on. Now, that could change in a half second um, once this would escalate, perhaps. And in fact, we did see oil higher um, when the U.S. struck some of those Iran-linked 
bases um, in uh, Syria. So oil reacted to that. If that would escalate, we could see oil really uh, react to it. So uh, the markets, I think, just kind of watching. I feel like they're more cautious um, <clears throat> these days than they have been lately. But um, for the most part, earnings and interest rates have been the things that have driven this market, and they still do, even with everything going on geopolitically. Yeah, Jane, I was going to bring up the inflation just to kind of round out the conversation. Um, we did a show earlier in the week with food prices. They're up about 5.8% this year. And I see it, you see it when we go to the store, regardless of where we live. Um, what's the Fed? How the How is the Fed going to react to all this? Because, you know, you really can't cut. Um, you, I, no. guess they could, I guess they could raise again, but is that really what the expectation is by the market? Well, I think the expectation is still for one more interest rate increase this year. Um, mortgage rates, by the way, right around 8%. So the house, home buying market is virtual standstill right now. And interest rates trickle into everything. I mean, how we spend, how pension funds invest. I mean, the confidence. I mean, they're so important. We tend to kind of, oh, interest rates kind of boring. So important to the economy. Um, but inflation is still there. And it's um, impacting people and, and what they spend. So I think, you know, the Fed has said they want inflation at 2% and we're not there. So if they stick by that, we're going to see another interest rate uh, hike again this year. Jane, Halloween is on the 31st, obviously. Uh, any, what are you going to dress up as? <laughs> so uh, my husband and I are going to a um, party. The theme is Brothers Grimm. So we, we kind of figured like everybody was going to dress like Hansel and Gretel and Cinderella. And so we're going as the Brothers and Grimm's, Brothers Grimm. So I'm Jacob Grimm, and I've got a top hat that says Grimm Brothers Riding Company and my Victorian clothes. So we'll see how that goes. All right. Well, you're going to have to maybe maybe next week you'll share some pictures with us. Jane King, <laughs> always a pleasure talk, talking with you. Great analysis as always. And we look forward to having you back on the program again very soon. Great. See you next week. Thanks, Jane. Always great to see you. Thanks for sharing your perspective. And we come back, we'll take a look at some of our best segments for the week. You're going to want to stay tuned right here on BRN Weekly. Imagine a new television network that will make you richer, healthier, and in control of your financial future. This network is for the policewoman in Nashville, Tennessee, the baker in Dubuque, Iowa, the teacher in Lexington, Kentucky. We wanna make the idea of savings and retirement culturally relevant. But what do you see as a defining issue of the midterms? Especially for the smaller businesses. I mean, they are the lifeblood of the American economy. Featuring exclusive interviews, current affairs, and docu-series. 33 yeah. years old, you retired early. The philosophy is money only matters if it helps you live a life that you love. But you gotta start thinking about retirement as soon as you get in. The Broadcast Retirement Network will drive very high engagement with premium partnerships. So this isn't retirement and savings for your parents or grandparents. This is for all Americans. And we're gonna change the way you think about money.
Welcome to the next frontier of retirement and savings. This is BRN, the Broadcast Retirement Network. It was another great week of programs with great topics, of course, great guests. We kick off the week discussing rising food prices. Let's take a look. You know, generally prices are higher, but it really gets into, for example, you know, I spend more time on the meat side of things. Uh, we continue to have uh, beef prices that are quite close to all-time record high prices uh, at the retail counter. And uh, we've got pork prices that are a touch below a year ago, but rising. Uh, you know, chicken prices are a little uh, a little higher than a year ago right now. But uh, uh, generally, you know, across the whole mix of them, we've got some that are really that are higher. We got some that are lower. I think one of the more interesting things, particularly this time of the year, is in the turkey side of things because uh, we're getting pretty close uh, to the big day. And uh, we have, uh, we don't really get retail prices, but we get the wholesale prices and USDA reports these weekly uh, and, and wholesale turkey prices are roughly half of what they were a year ago. They have really declined. Uh, and so I think that bodes well for some specials come Thanksgiving time. But, it, and, and that's really driven by, you know, we've got past avian influenza last year that wiped out so many birds. We had record high prices and it's given time for the industry to respond to high prices and produce more. And so we've got more production, we've got some more supplies available. And so we certainly see lower prices in the wholesale market. Well, I'd probably start at the kind of growing our food part at the farm and, and practically all farmers borrow money to produce their crop with, to buy all the inputs, seed, fertilizer, you know, herbicides, fuel, everything they buy to produce a crop, uh, they tend to borrow money from the bank. So right away, higher interest rates uh, affect our cost of production. And, and given time to adjust, you know, prices have to reflect the underlying cost of production. And so higher interest rates really feed into uh, higher costs. And eventually that means higher prices. Uh, now we could think about some other sides. Uh, uh, so that's producing say corn, soybeans, all of those crops. A lot of those we feed to livestock to produce meat. And so not only that, but livestock producers are borrowing money. And so at each stage of production, you know, there's borrowing going on and higher rates mean, you know, higher costs. Uh, the other thing I would, I would say is, you know, right now, we have we generally have a shrinking cow herd. We've got fewer cows than we did last year than we did the year before, and that's related to drought and profits. Uh, and so, to build that herd, though, I've got to decide. Hey, I can I can hold this young female calf, this heifer. I can hold her back and get her offspring for her life, 
uh, and start building my herd, or I can sell her right now at these really high prices. And, you know, we could think about that as sort of the present value of the stream of income from that cow and higher rates discount the future more. And so we're really in a, in a time where these higher rates are going to slow expansion of our cow herd to respond to high prices to produce more beef for us. So there's a lot of these interactions throughout the, uh, the agricultural side to, to get to our food prices. I think it really depends on where it goes from here. I think anytime we have wars like this, it adds uncertainty. It adds volatility to prices, to our underlying commodity prices. So none of more volatility, more risk probably doesn't help. Uh, but, you know, it, it sort of depends on does this widen? Does this become more widespread to where it starts affecting uh, oil prices or something like that? Yet, you know, for our food commodity prices, I would think, you know, not a lot of effect. Next up, Americans are forgoing dental treatment due to cost. Let's take a look. Something from the study that we found was that um, nine out of 10 or more than 90% of people um, have or, or will delay necessary dental care because of cost. Um, it's it's definitely something that's impacting uh, consumers and, and something that needs to be addressed through um, you know affordable options like, uh, like insurance, uh, like FSA and HSA plans, um, as well as uh, health and wellness credit cards like Care Credit. I think the, the study provided a lot of insights into the financial, emotional, and, and psychological factors uh, impacting the cost of dental care. Uh, and frankly, how those factors affect Americans' dental care decisions. Uh, you mentioned the cost. I think those numbers are actually just the foundation for, for general care. Um, certainly, a lot of Americans will incur additional costs uh, with, with orthodontics, uh, implants, or, or more complex care that can add tens of thousands of dollars to the numbers you mentioned. Um, and, and frankly, you know, the attitude towards the affordability of, of dental care is surprising. Again, the survey found that uh, more than half of the respondents felt that dental care was not affordable. Um, and for those without dental insurance like yourself, uh, that number rose to 75%. Um, and that's really not a static number. You, you mentioned kind of the, the span of folks for younger generations like the millennial and Gen Zs, that, that number is more than 50%, uh, but that number goes up to 67% or more for, for elderly uh, patients. It really is a significant barrier to, to care. Um, you know, we mentioned the 90% of, of people that, that put off care, that's, that's general care. Uh, frankly, what may be even more uh, frightening is that 80% of people put off emergency dental care. And usually people that are in need of emergency dental care are in pain, um, or, or frankly, having you know, trouble chewing or eating and just and, you know, having quality access to, to, to daily quality of life. So it's, it's definitely something that shouldn't be ignored. I think Americans' awareness of the importance of, of dental care has never been greater. Um, you mentioned uh, you know, inflammation that starts in the mouth uh, will go to the whole body. And, and chronic inflammation is, is something right, that we're finding out more and more is the underlying cause of a, a number of conditions and, and afflictions. Um, so it really kind of starts with the mouth um, and, and, and goes to the whole body. And again, just, just peace of mind, right? Making sure that you are not in pain, uh, that you can be confident in your smile, that you have peace of mind when you're having interactions you know, with people to ensure that kind of quality of life. It, it definitely cannot be understated how important it is. You know, my, my regular dental routine included 
getting up in the morning and, and getting ready to go to work and go in the office. Um, and as people lost that routine, one of the things that, that, that fell to the wayside was that, that kind of routine or, or proper you know, dental care, dental maintenance, brushing, flossing, things like that. So I think it's important for people to find a way to, to make sure they're doing uh, that, that routine care, uh, both at home every day, as well as seeing the dentist, you know, twice a year, once every six months. Um, happy to hear that you did so the other day. Um, but yeah, I think it's critical for a number of reasons. Um, we talked about people delaying care. Delaying care is only going to kick the can down the road. Right? It's, it's not going to go away. So what people are finding is um, that delayed care is costing increased care and increased costs down the road. So important to, to make sure that we're, we're addressing that every day um, and, and seeing the dentist regularly. For sure. And that wraps up this episode of BRN Weekly. You have a topic of interest, someone you think we should talk to, hey, drop us a line. And don't forget, for all the latest curated news and lifestyle, wellness, finance, tech, so much more in all in one place, check out today's edition of our daily newsletter, The Morning Pulse. Want to search our archives, check out our latest content? Well, visit our website. Hey, we're back again tomorrow for BRN Sunday. We'll be breaking things down with the Legal Eagles and Oliver Rennick from the Schwab Network. You won't want to miss it. Until then, I'm Jeff Snyder. Stay safe. Keep on saving. Don't forget, roll with the changes. Now is your opportunity to co-create content around any topic on the first lifestyle and wellness network. Reach a global audience through our platform and co-own exclusive branded content. All of our programs are available on demand and also as audio-only podcasts so you can take us on the go. Broadcast Retirement Network, available anytime, anywhere, and on any device.